A lights-to-flag victory at the quick-fit British Touring Car Championship opener at Knock Hill saw not just a return to winning ways for Team BMW's Colin Turkington, but also marked West Surrey Racing's 100th BTCC win in the process. I'm delighted that Team Principal Dick Bennett joins me on the line. Dick, first of all, um, congratulations uh, on that milestone. I'm sure many people have, uh, have wished you well with that, but uh, you must be delighted with that achievement. Yeah, no, it's um, it shows how long we've been doing it. But <laughs> our, our first win was in April '98 with the late Will Hoy, um, and it's so then suddenly when people said your next one's a hundred, uh, but I have to say to be honest that the majority have been since we switched to BMW cars, which mm. was in '07, 2007, um, with the 320 SI. So that was a great car for a customer car from Munich. Uh, Then we designed and built the 125i um, M Sport, and that was very successful, uh, winning the championship in both 14 and 18. Um, And then the the new one, the 330i M Sport, has been straight out the box, was very good, um, and still is a very good car, but We've just been nobbled a bit with the um, <laughs> regulation, so but we don't go into that. Uh, no, so seventy-five, I think, wins with BMW. Has has this car been the easiest one to make a a winning and and championship winning car? I think um, you learn as you go designing these cars, but also the three hundred and thirty i is a fantastic road car. Um, they really put a big effort in. Um, weight distribution for a road car is 50-50. It's even got production like an aluminium bonnet to help you get the weight distribution. And the new car, due to materials used in it, is actually bigger than the outgoing 3 Series, but yet it's 50-odd kilos lighter. Mm. So modern materials, very good aerodynamics, Um and uh, you know it's a uh, you know it's a great car all round for racing as well. Mm. Just going back to that first win in '98 with Will Hoy, uh, Dick. Can you remember that day? I can because uh, it was our third year in Super Touring, and with the Mondeos, and we'd never won a race. But that particular day, or that year, we actually spent quite a lot on the pit equipment, and we had some mega magnetic um, sockets that were made in America for us. And that just, our pit stop was so good, so quick compared to other teams. And we practiced it a lot as well. And we had one of those typical BTCC wet dry days. Mm. And uh, we had Craig Baird on one set of tyres and Will on the other. Um, So we started on, I think, wets. But then it was one of those days where it started to dry out. So to cover ourselves, we put Will on to intermediates and left Craig on wets. Of course, it kept drying because you never know what's going to get rain again. Or So it was a, a very good win for Will. And it was our our first win in you know, BTCC. Mm. Were, there, were there lots of celebrations then? Or did you just sort of put it in a box and say, right, that's, that's a win, now let's um, move on? <laughs> It was probably more of a relief because we've been used to winning in Formula 3 and moving into Super Touring. 
um, in the deep end, it was hard not to, you know, why am we winning? But the cars were so complicated then, and we had no hand in the design of it. We were just developing it and racing it. So um, it was it was a great achievement. Um, and, you know, especially Will was a, such a, a lovely guy as well. So it was great to get that one under our belt. Mm. How much of the work, that's an interesting point you make there about that you didn't have much of a say in the design. How much of what you do at WSR and the way you develop the race car, how much of that feeds back to BMW and, and the way that they then look at the future of their road cars? Um, in those days, the Super Touring, the regs were so wide open um, and the 97, 98 cars were designed by Reynards. And Reynards built a fantastic Indy car, fantastic Formula 3000 yeah. car, but they didn't have much experience in touring cars, so that's where the weak link was. Um, so we started to develop it. We got some extra money, um, and we started to make some good progress. Um, you know, we had a, a fantastic... Uh, V6 engine, which you know, I still love the, the sound of them. Um, of course, in those days we revved to eight and a half thousand. Now we're down at seven thousand with turbos, um, and the same with the V6 and the MG two liter. Um, fantastic sounding engine, but the current rules four cylinder turbo seven thousand, um, and they'll even be quieter next year when we go hybrid. Mm. So. So we, we now design, but all the current NGTC cars, a lot of the parts are production, um, mandatory parts, what we call RML parts. So every car on the grid has the same subframe, same brakes, same roll bars, um, same brake calipers, front wheel drive have all the same gearbox, rear wheel drive have um, very good extract gearbox, but the the cars are much more controlled, so hence the racing is much, much closer now. Mm. But we design the chassis layout, all the ancillaries from the engine bay forward, all the radiators, the positioning, weight distribution, placement of you know all the equipment inside the car. Mm. Yeah, I, so it's... I, I guess that epitomises perhaps the way that the BTCC has changed uh, during that, that period of your, you know, clocking up 100 wins. Yes, yeah, I mean, the Super Touring was great engineering exercise, but the rules were so loose. It was, who could bend the rules the most and get away with it? <laughs> <laughs> These days now, you know, the cars are all strictly controlled by scrutineering, fuel samples, everything, the bodywork regulation. So it's, it's it's much much better, but makes it harder to win. Mm. Um, but it's uh, to me, even though they're still expensive. Don't get me wrong, but they're much much cheaper than super touring. Yeah. Yet the racing is as good, if not better. Yeah. I, I, apart yeah. from the driving standards, which is you know bugs a lot of people at the moment. Mm, we could have a whole conversation, perhaps, uh, about that, couldn't we? But just yes. going back to the, the engineering, <laughs> which I know is something that 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 you're you know particularly keen on. Rules are rules, and things have changed for the better, as as I think is is what you're saying, particularly in terms of the racing. But does that do those restrictions frustrate you in terms of what you want to do with the car? 
Yeah, in some ways, yes, you're restricted so much. Um, but it goes back like a Formula 3 car, even though you could build your own F3, but the Delara became such a fantastic customer car. You couldn't mu- you couldn't improve it much, so I got frustrated. But when we had the routes, we won all five F3 championships with a route, but they were never perfect out the box. So there's always something to play with and develop it. And that's where I think we got ahead of other teams by understanding the weak link in the chain. Hmm. Um, whereas when we switched to Delara, I got frustrated because out the box, it was a fantastic production customer car. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the reasons we switched to touring cars because you're getting a bit bored. You can't do much. You know, you just prepare it and run it and do the best for your driver. Mm. Mm. Whereas now there's there's still quite a bit to do because dampers are free. Sorry, dampers aren't free. You've got to use the Penske control damper. Yeah. But there's certain shims, certain, certain stacks, certain pistons are homologated only, so you have to use them. But you can still play a lot with the dampers. When we spend a lot of time on our own, we've got our own damper room and we, we're forever fiddling with the dampers. Um, gear ratios are pretty much fixed. So once you learn which way the wind's blowing, that's your sixth gear. Um, so it, it does, it's frustrating in some ways, but it is cost controlled now. Whereas super touring days, the budgets got horrendous towards the end, 99, 2000, you know, it was just silly money being spent. Yeah. Uh, But great for engineers, you know, to uh, use your brain. Yeah. You know, that, that was great. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, a national championship and we were spending money like it was you know, going out of fashion. But then we thought we had a good budget in 2000, but then we learned what the winning car had and like it was three, three and a half million more than we had. Yeah, yeah. And you just can't compete with that. You no. know? A, a hundred wins under your belt, uh, Dick, and, uh, you know, all of that passion, which is what I'm, getting from from what you're saying to me about the engineering and and providing the very best possible car that you can for your drivers has this season been frustrating for you in terms of of what the team not not any individual driver but what the team has achieved in terms of uh, you know uh, points and uh, and things like that um, yeah, it's been frustrating because you have to choose your two drivers before qualifying who's getting the points um, and I can see why they've done it, but to me, it should be the first two cars home in your team. Mm. But, you know, we've chosen Tom on a couple of occasions and he's been pushed off the track. So we get, you know, we're down in fifth place in the teams. We've never been that low. Um, so that I find that frustrating. Uh, we're leaving the manufacturers because um, that is your first two cars home. Um so, and driver-wise, you know, Colin had a bit of a rough time. He dropped back to ninth, had a fantastic knock hill, back up to third. Tom was running well early, had a fantastic Brands Hatch weekend. Now he's had a few bad weekends, and he's way down in 14th, I think. Mm, yeah. And Stephen's on his way up. He's up to eighth place now. Mm. So, it swings and roundabouts, but, you know, it's um, you just got to get your head down and do the best you can and hope the um, driving standards improve a bit. Mm. 
uh, Alton Park and and Knock Hill were two very very defined weekends for the championship, weren't they? Colin back in the chase now uh, in third uh, with a very good uh, Knock Hill. Uh, Tom had, uh, as you've already alluded to, a, a very difficult as uh, Alton Park uh, and a challenging Knock Hill. And Stephen has just been quietly just sitting there putting points in the bag, hasn't he? <laughs> Chipping away, yeah. yeah. Um... We let them down at the very first race. We had a little problem with the car, but ever since then, uh, we pride ourselves on reliability. And apart from that one small problem in uh, the first round, um, we've had 100% reliability. So mm. that always helps to keep clocking up points. But the championship now has become, become so competitive and some cars are quick down the straight and some aren't so quick. And it's it's getting harder to overtake cleanly and this is why I think some of the driving standards have slipped a bit because some drivers get frustrated they can't get past so they'll give you a nudge to get by and it's um, some people love it on TV but you know Collins proved um, other people, other drivers have proved you can overtake cleanly um, given the right opportunity, some people are carrying a lot of weight, some not mm. Some races, some people are on control tyres, some are on soft. So there's quite a bit of strategy to work out how to plan your weekend and almost how to plan the whole season, yeah. how, how and when to use tyres, etc., etc. Mm, absolutely. A lot of strategy involved. And I guess, of course, that's going to change uh, next year with the introduction of the hybrids because the the strategy and the way you use that uh, that extra boost that the hybrid's going to produce is, is going to change the whole discussion in the team bus, isn't it? It will. It should hopefully be similar to what we are now because there won't be any success ballast for the cars. Mm. Um, it'll be X amount of seconds per lap of push the pass button your extra horsepower generated by your electric motor. But to me, what we've sat down and discussed internally, there's still a lot to be sorted before it's finalised because it could help some cars more than others. So whilst um, I think going hybrid's a good idea, um, it's also the cost of it. Um, So in the, you know, COVID times at the moment, it's not that easy to find good sponsorship. But hopefully, when some of these companies, you know, take on board that hybrid is more green, then they'll hopefully come on board. Um, hopefully, the racing will be better than what it is because it might allow more overtaking. But till we actually get out and start testing it, it's it's a bit of an unknown quantity. Mm. So it's like the the next phase of, of the generations of touring cars, isn't it? And everybody's going to be on a little learning curve for next year. Um, yes. Um, I still personally like the sound of a racing engine, so <laughs> the all-electric hasn't got me too excited yet. Um, but... Um, you know, the days of going back to, you know, V8-powered cars, V10, F1, V12, um, beautiful sound um, to the point where I suffer with tinnitus now in my head because <laughs> working on engine dynos and listening to F1 cars, listening to all sorts of various race cars, high revving, um, that's part of the spectacle. 
but um, we have to move on and, you know, try and make the world more greener. Yeah, we do. Dick, let's look forward to uh, Thruxton, uh, the second visit of the season. Um, the first visit was interesting, wasn't it? Because we had rain and shine and then lots more rain, uh, which was Sorry. interesting. The weather forecast for uh, for Thruxton for this weekend is, um, is a whole lot better, uh, which must uh, help everybody, but uh, should provide a good weekend's racing. Um, yes, I hope um, the weather stays dry. The forecast is looking good because... That's when it's a toss of the coin which way you set your car up for a hundred percent dry, hundred percent wet, fifty fifty compromise, and you can go hero to zero or zero to hero, depending on what gamble you take. Mm. And to me, that's not you know pure racing, but it is what it is. We do have this in the BTCC of mixed weather conditions. Um, of course, going back to Super Touring, we had intermediate tyres. Um, but now they're just, um, you know, slicks or wets. Mm. Lots of, uh, of permutations, aren't there? And uh, Thruxton being, of course, the fastest uh, circuit on the calendar. Um, you can just juggle things around or throw the balls up in the air and see where they land sometimes at Thruxton, can't you? Yeah, it's. In the past, it's normally been a front-wheel drive circuit. We've had a, a bit of success with the BMWs, rear-wheel drive there. Um, 2019, we won the first two races yep. in the first meeting, but then with the adjustment and the regs, the second meeting, we, we struggled a bit. Um, so you spend more time on full throttle at trucks, and so if you're... If you're down a bit on power, you struggle a bit, even though you can work on your chassis through the complex and chicane. Mm. Um, church corner's fantastic. You know, that's a, <laughs> that's a tighten your seat belts and take a deep breath how quick you get through there. Um, but it is, you know, we're looking at all the data. It's where we spend more time on full throttle than any other circuit. So... Mm. Power is crucial there. But also then Colin will be starting with, I think, 57 kilos of weight. Mm. Stephen's got, I think, 20, 21 or something. Yeah, and yeah, Tom's got nothing. So mm. theoretically, Tom should be right up there. Um, but it, it's in the past, the records we've looked at, it's it's been favoured from wheel drive. But then... Rebel Drive's normally been favoured at Alton Park and Knock Hill, but this yeah. year, Rebel Drive wasn't favoured at Alton. So the rules have been changing a bit to try and equalise things. Mm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Tom's got the fire in his eyes because he wants to make up the points after the disappointments he's had. I, I spoke to him at Knock Hill and, and he wants to, to come to Thruxton and do very well. Stephen is is just very quietly, as we've already said, sitting there just, yes. just banking yeah. the points. And he's, he's he's quite humble, Stephen, when you talk to him, isn't he? He just sort of he is so quite yeah, self-deprecating. And Colin had a huge smile on his face because he's back in the chase. Uh, uh, from from Knock Hill, so I mean, how from your team principal perspective, how do you balance three very different drivers with difficulty? 
No, no, they all get equal treatment. They all get the opportunity, but engineers and drivers will start to go down a road on themselves, and sometimes we have to try and pull them back and work together. Um, you know, it's a, um, it's a teamwork together, but at the end of the day, if a driver has a slightly different driving style, then they will go down a route to get the car dialed in to suit his driving style. Um, so it's uh, the teamwork together. We we sit down and share all the data. They look at each other's um, um, the overlays when we you know we do a session. Yeah. So we we don't have any secrets at all. We work together and. Um, the end of the day, the best man wins. <laughs> I guess the thing you're looking forward uh, to at Thruxton is uh, points, obviously podiums in the uh, in the team's championship, but also for your drivers to do well, and and of course that hundred and first win. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, well, going back, there has there's been two occasions uh, when we've had a one, two, three. That was in 2016, 2015. Sorry, with. Andy Prio, yeah. one of the drivers, um, Rob Collard, um, and it's uh, Sam Tordoff, yeah. So, and then we had another one, two, three, I think it was at Alton Park yeah. in 2018. So, but we haven't managed to do that since. Um, so it's getting harder, but it's, you know, the drivers, we, we try and help them all. They get all the data they want. And it's qualifying is becoming more crucial now as the grid. I mean, I'm going to just be so curious to see what the grid's going to be like when we get to Silverstone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'll be the tightest ever, Um, like 20 cars within half a second. Mm, Absolutely. And we're, of course, we're uh, just finally, um, Dick, we're we're heading into the second half of the season. Um, The first half always feels like a run-up to what might be what could be and what should be um the second half becomes the 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 really serious uh, sharp end of the process doesn't it yes yeah it's giving the guys the drivers reliable cars it's getting the drivers to you know points mean prizes um normally mid-year we're being chased by the others the second half of this year we've got the bit between the teeth we're chasing instead of being chased so to me it puts more pressure on the guys ahead so we're looking forward to the challenge and uh we've still got a, a lot of good tracks coming up for the bmws and we just keep our fingers crossed that the weatherman um can um play and do the right thing to help help us out fantastic dig it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you i know how incredibly busy you are so thank you very much indeed for your time and i will look forward to seeing you at fingers crossed a sunny thruxton in uh, not too many days so for now dick bennett's many many thanks thank you matt thank you